Welcome everybody to Free Trail Friday. I am Dylan Bowman, joined by my good friend, Katie Asmuth. Katie, say hello to the people. Hello, everybody. Happy to be here. Where are you broadcasting from? Mammoth Lakes, California? Uh, I'm currently in LA, but heading back to Mammoth soon. Sunny Southern (laughs) California, where life is... Always nice. Well, Katie, thanks for joining. This is going to be super fun. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for joining us wherever you are in the world. Hope you're getting excited for the weekend. We're going to try and pump you up a little bit for your own training and also provide our expert perspective on some of the races happening this weekend. Specifically, we have two incredible races happening But one here in the United States, in Northern California, way too cool. The classic 50-kilometer season opener that has been happening for 32 years now. And then also Trans-Grand Canaria, a institution, a very important race on the European circuit. These two races couldn't be more different from one another. A very fast 50K versus a mega mountainous, technical, difficult, European-style, break-the-poles-out island traverse at Transgrand Canaria. And I'm so happy to be joined by my friend Katie Asmith, rocking her Saucony hoodie. Katie, check out my hoodie. Are you pumped yeah, about this? I like yeah. it. You got the merch. We got the merch. So for all you watching at home, uh, just be aware, we will be opening our web store early next week where you can pick up a hoodie just like this. So we've got some others. You can see free trail on the sleeve. We are very excited and we are also very proud to be uh, supported with the generous sponsorship of Aura for Free Trail Friday. So thank you so much to Aura. Rocking my ring here. I got an 85 sleep score last night, not to brag. Katie, have you ever used one of these things? I haven't. Okay. <laughs> we have to, you know, well, I have a special <laughs> offer for you in the description here in YouTube. <laughs> you if you're in the market for a cool piece of wearable technology, I would highly recommend Aura. Uh, there is a link in the show notes or in the description here that'll give you six months free subscription with the purchase of the Gen 3 ring. I've been off the booze for two full months now, the longest I've gone in my entire adult life. I feel amazing. And it's pretty cool to see that subjective feeling uh, reflected in the data that I wake up to every morning. Harmony put me to shame with her sleep score last night. But thank you so much to Aura for being part of our efforts here at Free Trail. With all that being said, let's start with Transgrand Canaria. I want to start with this race, Katie, because it starts three hours from now. Uh, It starts at 11 p.m. European time, which is uh, coming up here. Yeah, like I said, 3 p.m. Pacific time. So for those who are watching us live, there is a link in the chat where you can follow this race live. If you don't have anything going on this afternoon, I would highly recommend it because there's an incredible group of athletes who are lining up. So Katie, I'm going to pass the mic to you because I've been a ball hog already. Why don't you kick us off by talking a little bit about um, the women's field and I'm going to share my screen and we can talk a little bit about the course. Sure. First of all, I have to say, I'm just this sort of um, information from people that are there is really helpful. So I got an Instagram DM from Mike McMonagall, who is a good friend of mine and a husband of Leah Yingling, if you know who that she is. Yep. So, um, uh oh. So he says he's there, he's running it. 
And he says there's a severe wind advisory up to 90 kilometers an hour, potentially. There's going to be rain, temps around 40 degrees Fahrenheit. And that he says, this island is effing wild. So it just kind of puts things in perspective. Very different from way too cool, like we'll get to. Um, but this is exciting. <clears throat> so I don't know. That's different than what he's saying. He's saying it's cold. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I was going to touch on this, though. This is a, a great place to start with the conditions and with the course. So shout out to Mike McGonigal. He also sent me some intel. So uh, we'll get into that when we he's start great. talking about the Everybody fields. Everybody needs to follow him. Yes. He's and great. He, he's got an amazing uh, Instagram handle that we probably shouldn't say here on the broadcast, but... But shout out to Mike. Really appreciate the intel. But what Katie is mentioning is that they are expecting wind and inclement weather in the race. Um, and as you'll see here, this is my Strava from 2020. And effectively, it is a traverse of the entire island from north to south. And so this weather forecast that I have pulled up here where it says a high tomorrow of 67 that is from Mas Palomas, which is the finish line down here. But as you'll expect in the interior of the island where you see they're at much higher elevations, this is Katie where we will be expecting blowing winds, uh, greeting runners as they traverse the top of this incredible volcanic island. I looked up the weather forecast in Tejeda, which is uh, sort of, yeah, right up here, sort of near the high point of the course, an absolutely spectacular place. And Mike's been posting photos from there over the last <laughs> few days. And at Tejeda, they're expecting potentially some precipitation and temperatures in the 40s. So it will be a, a little different or the, the athletes will be having to be prepared for a wet, cold night, even though this is sort of a tropical vacation destination race. So oh yeah, this is an adventure. Yeah. This is definitely an adventure. You mean you come here with the poles, like you said, people have been training hard for, you know, for an epic time out there. And I think this is why we do it <laughs> Yeah, for this sort of race, you know, it's really fun. No doubt. Um, I wanted to mention Caitlin Gerben is another one who we are, have our eyes on. I'm super excited to see her racing again. And she has been also posting a lot of very fun pictures and it looks like beautiful what she's posting, like blue yeah. skies, stunning Island weather. And then to get that Intel for Mike was kind of funny. So looks like the, the weather's turning rapidly, but, um, so Caitlin, I'm really excited to see her. It looks like, um, she just was in Argentina. She was in Patagonia for a bit. Um, training and um, she's been here before. So she's no stranger to this race. She was first in 2020, second in 2019. Um, so she's, I think the one to be here just because she has the, she has the experience, mm -hmm. you know, um, another obvious fan favorite is going to be Abby Hall. So um, we're excited to see her rip it up on the island. She looks like she's having a great time out there too. So I'm really see, excited to see what she can throw down as, you know, first CCC last year. I mean, second, sorry, yep. second CCC last year. She, you know, knows that sort of terrain in the sense of like using those poles, able to stay moving throughout like tough weather. And I think, I think she's also going to have, she's, she's there to compete for sure. Yeah. So I'm excited to watch her race. Yeah, um, no doubt. I think, you know, Caitlin Gerben is going to be an interesting storyline from the race. Somebody who I think incredibly high of, and she won the race 
the year that I went where uh, this Strava activity was born from. And it was such an impressive performance from her, a tactically well-executed race. She is really such a talented and tough competitor Mm -hmm. and also doesn't come from the traditional running background, which for me is always really inspiring. And unfortunately, you know, Caitlin is sort of coming back from what had been a fairly long uh, recovery from a stress fracture in her hip slash femur. And, you know, it was a, a really difficult period of injury and recovery for her, but so happy to see her back in top form. I have it on good authority from Caitlin Jacobson, who trains with her occasionally up there outside of Seattle, Washington, that she's in phenomenal shape. And as you mentioned, Caitlin was just down in Argentina doing a bit of an FKT project with her North Face teammate, Fernanda Maciel. So very cool. I'm sure she's feeling strong and motivated to return to Transgrand Canaria where she's finished on the podium twice, including achieving that awesome victory in, in 2020. And Abby Hall, yeah, the Americans, we start with them. I think I have to start with them, right? Yeah, favorites. Yeah, yeah. And she, of course, you know, Abby, I think is really coming into her own as an athlete, somebody who I'm a, a big fan of. And you already mentioned that she finished second at CCC. This course is not so dissimilar from CCC. It is a little bit longer. I would say it's probably a little bit more technical mile for mile, but a good performance at CCC would indicate that you've got all the tools necessary to perform well here at Transgrand Canaria as well. Who else you have your eye on? I know there's a lot of I mean, European I have athletes. I to say Ragna Debats. Like this woman is a beast. beast, a mom. And I think she's 41 now. She's over 40. And anyways, she flew by me at Western States. Talk about it. Talk oh, about man. it. I was like coming out of Forest Hill, pumped on life, second, you know, Western States, charging. And I see Ragna and I'm like, oh, I guess I was third. So I see her, I passed her, I'm feeling great. I'm like, there's no way she's going to catch me. And then about three miles later, she's like full lies by me and never see her again. So the point is, is I know from personal experience, I've watched Ragna DeBots just like charge. This woman is able to manage that the like deep in the race she has a fire on those uphills and yeah it's not that much fun to race her (laughs) she's so freaking consistent steady I mean yeah she she was a world champion uh for the trail and sky running you know in 2018 she won marathon to sobs also I will say five days ago she ran a 25k and won it so she is um you know, I think she's like primed and ready. Hopefully she didn't go out too hard um, at that race just yeah. recently. So that's my only concern is if she like butchered herself that race. But I think that she's probably like ready to go. So I think it's going to be a really fun race in that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, yeah. There, Rag- can, Ragna's. Can I give a couple other shout outs or? Yeah. Well, I'll just wanted to mention, yeah, Ragna is such a champion. And because okay. most of our viewers and listeners are going to be American based who may not have their finger on the pulse so much of the European scene. As you mentioned, Ragna has been a world champion. She's been a CCC champion. She's been a sky running world champion. So she's like absolutely top notch at Western States. As you mentioned in her first hundred miler, she finished third 
is the master's record. As a master's record, had her children there to cheer her over the finish line, as did you as another very inspiring mother in our sport. So big shout out to Ragna DeBots. And I think we've covered sort of who I would consider to be the favorites this weekend in those three. But yeah, give some shout outs further down the depth chart. Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> one, Esther, I'm going to butcher her last name. Um, Esther Silag. Yeah. She's from Hungary. Um, I just wanted to give her a shout out. She's kind of a cool person. She's an art historian. Um, she's been living in Hong Kong and she hasn't been able to race because Hong Kong doesn't have any official races going on right mm. now. Um, and I think there's, I think there's just a part, I guess I'm looking at this, you know, she's from Hungary. She's close to Ukraine. I mean, Hungary's not that far from Ukraine. Mm. She's heading back to Hungary after the race. Um, I read a post on her that she's just really feeling that, that she's, you know, hurting for the world in that way. And I think that we have to remember that these races, this isn't that far. Like we're in Europe, essentially. We're an island off of Europe. And I think there's this idea that we're not, you know, there's the world is in turmoil right now. And I think a lot of these runners are running for their country, you know, and running for like the like that pride also, and also with full understanding of what's happening in the world. So I just wanted to give her a shout out. I think that she's really feeling that emotionally right now too. And like all of us are, but, you know, just to put in mind that this race is very close to, you know, what's happening in Ukraine now. I think people are feeling it deeply, you know, being closer than I would say, like way too cool. Obviously we're all feeling it here, but I think in that part of the world, it's, um, very, uh, you know, intimately felt right yeah. now. So I just wanted to give her a shout out. Thanks for mentioning that. She was also, that. I mean, she's fourth at CCC. She's strong runner. Um, yeah, there's a, I, I, I just wanted to give her a shout out. Yeah. I feel like she's, Thanks for saying that. Yeah, I think it it is important to acknowledge that this race is happening in Europe. And at the end of the the program today, I think we'll just touch on a little bit of the news that's happened in our sport in particular as it relates to the situation in Europe right now. But certainly our hearts are with everybody who's affected uh, by everything that's happening in Eastern Europe, especially. Um, but yeah, while we sort of stay on this less significant, less important topic of the competitive field at Transgrand Canaria, another, uh, woman on the, uh, on the start line this weekend, actually just a couple of hours is Katrin Gertz. Who's a Swiss, Swiss athlete, certainly somebody who I would put in the category of, you know, podium potential and potentially, you know, outside chance to win here. She's a former podium finisher at TDS. She won Lavaredo back in 2018. I think it was a very strong Swiss mountain runner who sort of excels at these 100K plus mountain type courses. Anybody else on your radar in the women's um, field? Claudia Trem, I'm going to say her last name wrong probably, but Claudia Trem also, she was second in 2021 here. Oh, right. So at Trent So I think that she's also, I mean, second place, right? So she's going to be a fierce competitor. She knows the course. That's she wants Spanish that pride too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to share my screen again here because I want to just like talk through the course a little bit, just to give our viewers a little bit of intel. So of course we can see that it, like I mentioned, is a traverse of the entire Island from North to South. It's, an absolutely phenomenal course, but you can see how it feels as if you're climbing for, you know, the first 
56 miles of the race. There are a lot of downhills in between, but once you get up to this Roque Nublo, this iconic section of the course where Mike McGonigal has been sharing photographs, it's this beautiful rock formation at the very tip of the island and a place where the runners go uh, directly past right at sunrise for the leaders. So it's a pretty special part of the course. But obviously, I just wanted to point out 125 kilometers, which equals just about exactly 80 miles, according to my GPX, with 20,000 feet of climbing. So this is a no joke course. What I would say is that it's a good mixture between European hyper steep and technical terrain, but then also some good stretches of runnable climbing, some runnable descending, some smoother trails. So for me, this is one of my favorite races in the world. Absolutely a spring destination event for our American viewers that I would highly recommend. Usually very warm and sunny, especially out on the coasts. But Harmony and I really, really enjoyed our time at this race. And then the other thing that I just wanted to point out about the course is it appears that once you get over this final little hump here, roughly mile 71 into the race, that it should be like this easy cruisy downhill all the way to the finish. It is anything but that. And I'll actually zoom in here so people can see a little bit more. But effectively what happens is once you come over this last little climb, you then go into this deep, rocky riverbed. So you're actually kind of running on a dried riverbed with a bunch of smooth, loose jumbles of rocks. And so even though you sort of have this gradual descent all the way into Mas Palomas, all the way into the finish line, it is anything but easy. In fact, it's torturously difficult um, and certainly a place where you have to pay attention to your ankle health and your foot placements and make sure that you stay upright before finishing right on the beach in beautiful Mas Palomas. It's really a spectacular finish line environment. So I just wanted to give a little bit more intel on the course. Let's move over to the men's race. If you're ready here, Katie, this yeah, is going to be on that note though, all the brands that have done this before men and women, obviously knowing that that final push is really helpful. I mean, like all of us know in any race, like to have that veteran knowledge is so important, but yeah. man, when you, when you look at that elevation profile, you're like, oh yeah, easy in, you know? So yeah. that's good stuff to know. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, definitely the type of course that favors people with course knowledge. In fact, when I did it, in 2020, I probably spent 10, 15 minutes off course because you go through so many different villages over the course of the 80 miles that you'll come sort of off of a trail onto this remote road in a village and you're not quite sure which direction to go. So I had to like stop and pull out my Gaia and look at my phone to make sure that I knew which direction to go. But for those who have oh, that, man, that course, for sure. yeah, <laughs> for, for those who have that course knowledge, it's, it's super valuable. So talking about the men's race and people who have course knowledge, I think we should start Katie with the, uh, with two Spanish athletes who are returning and two men who shared the championship, shared the title here in 2020 when I raced. That is Pau Capel, the Spanish legend, four-time champion of Trans Gran Canaria, and also Pablo Villa, 
who's another amazing young Spaniard on the trail running scene in the European circuit. These two guys, as I mentioned, held hands across the finish line in 2020 uh, to share the title, and they will be duking it out again on the island. Pau Capel, like Caitlin Gerben, returning from an extended period of injury recovery, but probably one of the most professional athletes in the sport, and certainly somebody who has a long history of success here at Trans Grand Canaria, and I'm sure he's ready to prove that Pau Capel is back. Yepa, as he likes to say. And uh, so those two guys are who I would sort of start the conversation with. Any any thoughts on Pau or Pablo and, I mean, and who else I are you looking at? I just am so excited to see Pau race. I think the rest of the world, we're all like on the edge of our seats wanting him to just perform. And I mean, he's such a legend. I'm so excited to watch this race for him. And um, yeah, I'm just really excited for to watch him throw it down. I think that it's his race to lose, um, you know, there's some Americans that are going to be there. Hayden Hawks, we have Jimmy Elam, you know, we've got people that are, you know, fast runners that want to try and compete with the Europeans. And um, yeah, I, I'm always like these speedsters, uh, you know, I think on these really technical courses can sometimes have a hard time. So, yep. you know, I think people like, I will say like Jimmy Elam, he wasn't on like the, you know, Iron Far, right. But he, you know, I think, He's one also Salt Lake City. He's in those, uh, you know, mountainous areas also. And I think that he might be one to watch also. So we'll see. I think hot yeah, take prediction here. Prediction here. Okay. Jim, Jimmy Elam finishes on the podium is, is my I, prediction here. Yeah. I actually didn't yeah. even know he was racing until Mike McGonigal sent me a message this morning. So again, yeah. shout out to Mike, Jimmy Elam from Salt Lake city, an awesome mountain runner. And one of those silent assassins, the type of person that doesn't post a lot on social media, but when he comes out to perform, he really does deliver. So, and again, yeah, you know, certainly somebody who the American audience should be keeping their eye on and rooting for. You mentioned Hayden Hawks, who is, of course, a widely recognized brand name in our sport and an amazing athlete, one of the most talented, I think, pure runners that we've seen in the sport, but who has struggled on courses like this. Of course, he's got the talent that it takes to win. It's just a matter of did he train appropriately and can he execute? He's won Lavaredo. He's won CCC, two races that, again, are somewhat similar in terms of their course type. So he's got everything that it takes to perform well at Trans Grand Canaria, but he did drop out of this race. I think it was back in 2019. So he has that disappointment on his resume, which I'm sure he's hoping to avenge this coming weekend. But Jimmy Elam and Hayden Hawks on the American side, guys, we're rooting for you, bro. We're rooting for you. Yep. So, and then I guess it's also important to mention that uh, Sage Canada and Jared Hazen were originally on the start list, but they are not going to be racing this weekend. So hope they're both doing well. Hope they're both healthy. They were scratched off the Iron Far start list. Um, Not entirely sure what the reasoning was behind that. Did you have any other people in the men's race that you want to keep your eye on before we transition over to Way Too Cool? I think those were the main ones. I think we touched the ones that I... Cool. I'm looking for a podium placement on those ones. Yeah, just a, another quick shout out. A, a personal favorite of mine is Rui Ueda from Japan, a youngster 
who is just awesome and has an equal sort of, uh, I don't know, character and personality to him as he does talent as a runner. He's been a sky running world champion. I think he's still only like 24 or 25 years old. He won CCC a few years ago, and then he's been focusing mostly on the shorter distance racing, including winning a sky running world championship. So Rui Ueda from Japan, it looks like is going to be racing. He actually won the Gorge Waterfalls 100K back in 2016 also and didn't take his ticket to Western States. So yeah, keep your eye on Rui, the young Japanese athlete. So I just wanted to give him a quick shout out. And then of course, we've got Jordi Gamito, another great Spaniard, Robert Hotnow from Romania, who's done well at these long mountainous races, including finishing on the podium at UTMB. So it's going to be a super exciting, super interesting race. And I think both of these events are similar to kind of like Black Canyon, where it's like, okay, the season is starting. We're you know, now that Trans Grand Canaria is happening, now that Way Too Cool is happening, it's like, it's time to get fit. It's time to set goals. It's time to hold ourselves accountable. So let's transition yeah. over to, to Way Too Cool. Did you get a weather forecast one, on can that? I give a one, can I give a one shout out to Please. Tom Evans, who looks like he's doing a shorter distance, ah. um, which I think is really interesting. Um, I think that people running shorter distance, they're always like, dabbling in it to see maybe for the next year, which I think is really smart. And yeah, he's a really, um, yeah, smart runner in that way. So no doubt we're looking for you for Tom Evans next year. Right. At this race. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And Tom, similar to Caitlin and similar to Powell coming back off of, he had surgery, I think on his knee, but again, one of the more talented pure runners that we have in the sport CCC champ. And it's too bad. He's not doing the big course against these these big guns, but he's so professional. Yeah. And he's just the consummate pro. He's like, you know, if he's not feeling it, he's not going to do it. But when he shows up, he shows up big. So shout out Tom Evans. Hope he has a good run there in the shorter distance race. Let's talk about way too cool here. Stateside. Speaking of bad weather, did you look at the forecast? I didn't look at this forecast. I do know that it's going to snow in Mammoth. Yes. (laughs) So look at the forecast here in California. It's been super dry, I think, for an extended period of time. And of course, as you know, Katie, whenever moisture comes to the state, people should rejoice. But it's funny because way too cool. It it often happens on way too cool weekend that the moisture it's comes. It's like known to be the muddy, <laughs> yes. like yeah, it's muddy so race funny. Yeah, sure. so I'll pull up my Strava activity so people can see the course here in a sec. But as you'll notice, tomorrow morning it's a low of thirty four degrees and it could be snowing and it looks like. Today, they're expecting moisture sort of throughout the afternoon. And yeah, by the time the pro athletes finish tomorrow morning, that's kind of when it looks like the moisture is going to taper off. So it's definitely going to add an entertainment factor to uh, way too cool this year. Have you, you've never run, I mean, you've run obviously much of the course in Western States because it, it shares many miles. Do you want to provide any, uh, course perspective before I sort of do a little deep dive on our Strava activity here? I mean, you've run it, so you're going to be able to speak to the actual course itself. Yeah. I just know how runnable it's known to be a runnable and fast course. And so we'll see what happens tomorrow with, uh, you know, if it's pouring rain, snowing, we'll see what ends up happening. But, uh, we, people come to this race to run fast. 
Yep. You know, this is where you PR your 50K. I feel like people love this race. And um, yeah, I'm I'm excited. It's, you know, 32 years uh, in the making. This is a really well-known race. And um, yeah, I just think that, uh, yeah, I, I'm excited to watch what goes down. So yeah. I'll speak to my research on the runners in a bit, but why don't you give us a lowdown of what you feel like way too cool sure. the actual course itself. Yeah. So great prelude. It is the 32nd running. This is a classic race on the circuit and one that people should put on their bucket list as kind of a spring fitness test whenever they can get around to it. But as you mentioned, it's a screaming fast course. I think the men's course record is something like 304 or 305. So ridiculously fast 31 mile course. I think it officially has it says 4,000 feet of climbing, according to my GPX uh, from 2016 was the year that I ran it. But as you'll notice here, uh, I mean, it, it actually looks a little bit more burly than it is. There's a lot of sort of short sort of rolling climbs and descents on the course and only a couple sort of bigger, longer, grindy climbs. Um, but what I'll say is these, this first sort of eight or nine mile loop from the start is super fast. So the lead men will come through in something like 49 minutes or something like that. And then the lead women only a couple minutes behind that. And it only gets faster from there because you have this big descent. And then this is mostly kind of a dirt road before you get up onto the Western States trail, which then takes you back all the way into cool California. And then just the last thing I'll mention is this part right here at mile 25 is the sort of notorious part of the course. It's uh, what they call goat Hill. It probably only takes three, four minutes to get from the bottom to the top, but it's a bit of a kick in the teeth when you get to it. So that's sort of the part of the course that I would sort of consider the crux. And if you get over that in good position, feeling good, then it's pretty uh, smooth sailing to the finish. Although you do sort of have this uphill finish, which is also always a little morale destroying, demoralizing uh, before, you know, arriving back at the finish line to some cupcakes and good cheer and a, a great vibe that lasts through the afternoon as this is one of the biggest races by participants in the country. So it's a really good vibe. I think they'll probably have maybe close to a thousand runners. I'm not entirely sure I should look that up, but Katie, let's talk about the women's race. Who are you looking at here at way too cool? Ooh, I think the one that is going to really shine is Ashley Brassavon. I hope I'm saying her name right. So she's a swap athlete. So I know of her in that way, but she is fast. Um, she's been at Olympic marathon trails twice. Um, she's also the speed goat winner, 2021, uh, Pikes peak ascent. She got second 2021, but she's, I mean, she's fast. She's a footlocker cross country champion. Um, you know, she has just the wheels and I think it's her, I mean, I'm also getting Intel from coach from David Roach saying like, she's ready to rock. Yes. So I think that that always gives me a little bit of like, you know, <laughs> like, okay, if the coach is saying that she's ready, uh, I think she's ready. She, she was, uh, the, uh, USATF championship, uh, 2017 trail half marathon, uh, 30 K trail championship runner, uh, first there. So she, she was, she's just a fast runner and I'm just excited to watch what she throws down here. Um, 
I have to uh, give a shout out. There's a, do you want to say anything about Ashley or? I mean, you, you covered it. She's a very interesting athlete who I'm looking forward to following for years to come. And I'm glad to hear yeah. she's, she's coached by David. I didn't realize that because I'm sure yeah. they've got a fun plan for the future. Yeah. I think she's really tough. I think that, and she's like, she's got the confidence and the, you know, pedigree to really be able to show up for these kind of races. Yeah. So I think this is her, uh, kind of longer, you know, race for her. Um, so, but I think that she's going to be able to, but she, she it. won speed goat, which is like speed the goat. hardest 50 K in which the country. Like the so in, in comparison, way too cool is an absolute cakewalk. I mean, it's hard in a different way, right? It's really flat and fast, but Ashley, as you mentioned, I think comes from a, a very fast road and track background. I think she was a footlocker and national champion in cross country. So she's, yeah. yeah, she's got all the talent. And this is one of the things that's so exciting for me about the sport right now is you have somebody like Ashley, who's a footlocker national champ, who's making a go at the trails. Coming and the trails. Yeah, she's been here, yeah. you know, um, but She's definitely, like I said, she's, you know, but the American, you know, at the Olympic trials twice, you know, also for the marathon too. So she, like you said, that track road background, she's bringing it that speed to trail and it's super exciting. So no I can't wait. I think it's her race to lose, to be honest. That's, that's my, that's my take on her. Um, so another shout out, this is a really exciting one for me. And I have to give a personal disclaimer because Sarah Piampiano so she is a Saucony athlete. Okay. She is a professional triathlon triathlete. Yep. And I was shocked to see her name on this list. And yeah. so I immediately reached out to her and was like, what is happening? Like, are you heading to trail? And she's like, you know, I'm dabbling in ultra running. Um, so we're going to see, maybe I'm adding another, like we're adding another ultra runner to our team in that way. I'm super pumped about it. But she's a mom also. She's from San Rafael. Um, but she is freaking tough, you guys. Like she has seven 70.3 Ironman wins. Uh, she has four Ironman wins. I mean, she's like really legit professional triathlete. Yeah. Um, she's over 30 podium performances in Ironman. So, anyways, she's like really tough, very fast, and really ready to throw down. I will say she was a little bit unsure if she was even going to race because she was um, dealing with a little bit of a niggle, but she flew there. So we'll see if she ends up um, starting, um, but she's super tough. So I think if Ashley had somebody, it's going to be Sarah that's hunting her down for sure. Um, another shout out to um, Tabor Scholl. So she's also a swap athlete coached by David Roach. Um, but she was an all American at the university of Colorado. So she is super fast also on the roads and stepping up, um, for an adventure also. So I think it's just really fun to see these people from different disciplines head over to way too cool. Like this is such a fun 50 K fast race that I feel like people feel like this is a step up in distance for them in a lot of ways, but it's also a way for them to, you know, demonstrate their speed, mm -hmm. um, which is really exciting to me. So, yeah. uh, yeah. Do you want to give any other shout Well, I, I'm glad you, you highlighted Sarah. I don't have much else to add except for the fact that I'm an avid follower of triathlon 70.3 Ironman, stuff like that. And Sarah's name is not new to me. And I had the same reaction when I saw her on the start list of like, oh, this is an interesting dynamic. And this is a storyline for people to follow. And I think before she was a professional triathlete, she was 
sort of like a corporate attorney or something. She's got an interesting personal story that I'll have to refresh my memory on, but it's awesome to see her dabbling now in trail and ultra running. And obviously I want to give a big shout out to my friend and often colleague, co-host Corinne Malcolm, who is also returning from a long stretch of injury at Way Too Cool. And we had a little bit of an email exchange or a text exchange where I was asking her how she's doing. And I think she's approaching it sort of as like first race back, training race. She's aiming at the Madeira Island Ultra coming up in April and uh, using Way Too Cool, I think, as a test of fitness, a way to build strength as she points her competitive direction towards Madeira coming up at the end of next month. I mean, I'm getting chills. Corinne has been at the pulse of our sport and while injured. I mean, when you break your pelvis and you're watching all of your other, you know, teammates and everybody, you know, in these adventure races, and then you can't participate in because you're injured. It's so hard. And she has given back to our sport. And I just, I'm so pumped to see her back in action and big shout out to Corinne. Very cool. Yeah. No doubt. Well, that's the women's race. Unless there's anybody else you want to talk about, let's uh, move over Can to- Can I give a shout yeah, out to please. Jenny Capel? She started me in trail, so I have to give her a shout out. Yep. <laughs> uh, she's a veteran. She's been around forever. Uh, and uh, she's like won San Diego she, 100. Yeah. And she's she like first ran this race in 2002. So this is yeah, tw- been, 20 years she's ago. She's been doing this yeah. for forever. Yeah. She knows this race like the back of her hand. So. Yeah just had to give her a shout out. She's so cool. She was my first uh, trail race ever. I raced against her and we totally bonded over having two boys together and she's just a really cool person. So, oh, so fun to see her run. Yeah. And she's been running this race. Yeah. I think she's run it. What? Like 10 times. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So yeah. yeah. Thanks for, thanks for pointing out Jenny and big shout out to her and yeah, it'll be fun to see how she does moving over to the men's side in my opinion, just kind of looking at the men's start list, the favorites that I was looking at are Darren Thomas, Tim Tollefson, and David Roche. But before we went live, you mentioned that David Roche, your coach, who's a former champion of the race and an amazing athlete in his own right, who I think sacrifices his own performance, his own competitive spirit, maybe in service of being a great coach. Also, you said David's not racing. So maybe, uh, talk about that, provide any insight that you can into your coach, why he's not stepping to the start line this weekend before we go into some of the favorites. Yeah, I think it's not my story to tell so much, but I, um, you know, I'm sad to not see him race, but I also understand that there may be a conflict when there's a lot of swap runners out there and you're coaching them and you are competing against them. It's kind of hard. So I don't, I don't know his personal story on this race particularly, but what I do know is that he's definitely um, full of love for his athletes, follows them closely, wants them to succeed. So uh, I know he's told me he's signing up for Lake Sonoma. So that's exciting, but he will not be racing uh, towing the line this race. Yeah. Well, he kicked my ass at way too cool when I did it back in 2016. So shout out David Roche. And uh, yeah, is is he going to be there just in a coaching capacity? Is that my understanding based on your description there? Uh, I mean, I know that he's has a bunch of swap runners racing. I don't know if he's actually going to be there in person, but um, I know that he's, it's hard when you're coaching somebody to, you know, success and then to race against them. Sure. Yeah. I can. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting dynamic that he's got to deal with, but yeah, like I said, it seems like he's kind of, 
he definitely prioritizes his coaching life over his athletic life, which I think is admirable. But uh, yeah, he's an, he's an amazing athlete, which people don't necessarily always understand because he does so much writing for Trail Runner magazine and he does so much coaching and people know him so well in that respect. But he's super fast too. So, so fast. <laughs> anyway. Like always yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess let's, let's talk about the other favorites then in my mind without David in the field. It's uh, a two-man race between Darren Thomas and uh, Tim Tollefson. Two amazing athletes and great people who I can't speak more highly of individually. Darren, sort of a young up and coming athlete on the scene, although he's also won this race. He won in 2020, uh, an absolute stud and somebody who I have been sort of, uh, advising behind the scenes or mostly sort of being a cheerleader and kind of helping him to, uh, understand his own potential and cheering him on along the way. Uh, but he's on the pod, right? He's been on the pod. He's been on the pod, uh, as part of sort of the next generation. And uh, I mean, people who have been following the sport, at least in the last five, six months might remember him from winning the broken arrow vertical K where Corinne and I were doing the live stream coverage and then he finished second place in an incredibly exciting, dramatic race with yeah. Joe Gray. It was so tight. One of it the was absolute so greats. And Darren was behind him by like two seconds. And it came down to the absolute wire. They were like in the finishing corral together. Is like so cool and good for the sport. So shout out to Darren Thomas returning. That was so cool to get that on camera. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Broken arrow. That yeah. was so cool. Yeah. And then yeah. uh and then your neighbor in uh Mammoth Lakes, California, Mr. Tim Tollison, who of course everybody knows and loves starting a season at way too cool trails that are near and dear to him, close to where he grew up there in the Sacramento area. And I think all, everything for Tim right now is pointing towards Western states. At least that's kind of my interpretation of things. I had a look at Estrava this morning and the dude's been freaking putting in really consistent, solid training. I don't have any personal insight into his fitness at the moment, but you know, just based on the numbers that he's putting in and the consistency, it seems like Tim's in a really good spot to start a season on a high note here at Way Too Cool. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the guy's due for a win, right? Like he's, <laughs> he's been around the sport for so long. He wants this so bad. And this is his home course, which I think is so cool. This is where he grew up, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, Tim knows this course like nobody else. And I, yeah. I'm, good, I'm good dress watch. rehearsal for Western States too, because I think it's somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 miles or so of the way to cool course is on the Western States trail. And uh, the miles that you run are, you know, sort of in the 80s and 90s of the Western States course. So it's good to get a little competitive juices flowing in that area as a way to prepare the body and mind for what is everybody's biggest, most important goal of the year, who has the privilege of going to Western States like yourself. <laughs> Katie asked That's me. Canyons for me. Yeah. I yeah. think a lot of people are heading to canyons for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. um, a couple more, I don't know if you had any other sort of shout outs you wanted to make. I had a couple other people just so we can tick through here quickly. 
Um, go ahead. I have a couple, but go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say Cody Lind, who was coming off one of his greatest uh, races of his career with a fourth place finish at Western States last year. He's been at way too cool in the past, uh, but he'll be a factor. And then Ryan Becker is an interesting athlete coming from Telluride. I think he's like 27, a young guy. He finished third at the Broken Arrow Sky Race and uh, an interesting character. And then the person who also won the Black Canyon 60K, your co-champion on the men's side, Chris Myers. Yeah, is, Chris uh, Myers. He's from here. Yeah. Um, like He's from LA where I'm at right now. And uh, he's awesome. He's also coached by David Rich. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's a lot of people out here. But, um, you know, I, I, yeah, he just threw down a, it was, he was like maybe two minutes off the record um, at Black Canyon 60K. He's super fast. And so we'll see if he's able, if he's recovered enough to be able to compete with the best here. Um, but yeah, he's a super strong athlete. So that'll be fun to watch. For rad, sure. rad. Yeah. Shout out yeah. to Jeff Stern too, uh, from Santa Barbara now lives in Bend, Oregon. He'll have a good strong race there this weekend. He does a lot of writing for ultra running magazine. So Shout out Jeff Stern. Um, but yeah, really exciting weekend of racing coming up. And it's really fun to break down the action with you, Katie. Can I give like, can I give a couple more? On Please. The side? Yep. Okay. I have to give a shout out. There's Eli Hemming. If anybody is familiar with him, he's a former pro athlete, triathlete, excuse me, a former pro triathlete also, um, also a swap athlete, but he's an eight time like American cup medalist. And he has five gold world cup. He's a five world cup gold medalist in the triathlon triathlon. So my point is that he's like super strong and David Roach is saying he's going to take the ultra world by storm. So this guy is on fire. I don't think he's on anybody's radar right now because he's coming from the triathlon side. So we'll see how he's able to throw down in a fast ultra race. Yes. Oh, that's great intel. I just looked him up on Instagram here. So shout out Eli Hemming. That's adds a really fun, dark horse, uh, another sort of multi-sport person. What a fun theme for this year's way too cool is the triathletes taken to the trails. So we'll see how they do. Come on. Yeah, it's fun. I have to give a shout out to Adam Mary, my app, my, uh, my teammate at Stockany also. So he was, uh, nice. had a DNF at a band at Bandera going for a golden ticket. And I know he's like ready to race and feeling super strong. So, uh, you know, he set a course record around the rock at 50 miler recently and, uh, just won another 30 K in February. He's like super ready to go too. So I think the men's race is also going to be really, really fun to watch. Um, some fast uh, track guys. Also there looks like uh, Lupe Cabada is another, uh, athlete coming from track. So it's going to be a really fast race, I think. Um, Rad. Yeah. I, I didn't it. know. I didn't know Adam yeah. was racing. He's just yeah. won the Moab red hot 30 K, yeah. which is an important sort of early season race in the mountain West. So shout out Adam Mary. He'd probably use that as a good tune up for way too cool. So Katie, um, let's, uh, finish on a little bit more of a somber note, but thank you for that awesome preview of these two races. I hope our viewers and listeners are excited to follow the action this weekend. Again, Transgrand Canaria starts at 3 p.m. Pacific time. You can find a link to the tracking in the chat if you're watching us live. But as you mentioned, as we were talking about Transgrand Canaria, of course, there's much more important things happening in the world as a trail running media organization, Free Trail, I think it's important that we at least acknowledge what is happening 
in Ukraine, in Eastern Europe, with Russia, and uh, specifically how it relates to our sport. On Wednesday, the UTMB group announced that they were going to be banning athletes from Russia and Belarus from competing in the UTMB World Series events. Uh, They weren't the only sporting organization that did this. The IOC, FIFA, Formula One, Ironman, many others took similar steps. So UTMB um, sort of did that in solidarity with other sporting organizations and obviously in solidarity with the people of Ukraine. I am certainly not a geopolitics expert. I don't think Katie is either. Um, but, you know, I think what's important for us to acknowledge is that, uh, you know, our sport is about uniting, not dividing. Um, I think we can agree that it's tragic what's happening in Eastern Europe and our hearts are with the people of Ukraine and anybody else who is affected by this. And certainly our hearts are also with the athletes in Russia who have nothing to do with this issue and who are being punished anyway. Um, I don't know really how else to, I don't really have any other opinions on the matter. I don't have any educated uh, perspective on what the right thing to do is, but it's important, I think, to just acknowledge what is happening in the world, how it impacts our sport. Anything else to add, Katie, before we wind down for the day? I'm just... I feel like people are feeling helpless. Organizations are feeling helpless. You know, we all want to help in some way. And this is UTMB's stance on saying this is something we don't agree upon and we're going to act in solidarity this way. So I think, um, you know, it's a really tough decision. I, I don't know what the right decision is, but what I do know is that we want to be in solidarity with Ukraine. And, you know, so... Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm really feeling for those Russian athletes. I will say if I was a Russian athlete, I would be really devastated. Um, but it's probably, you know, they have a lot bigger things they're thinking about also right now. Um, but anyways, it might to take away something that is so fundamental to their, you know, life, um, such as athletics is really hard. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't have a lot to say in the sense of, you know, I'm not, like you said, an expert in this matter. <laughs> yeah. I'm just sad. <laughs> yeah. It's sad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks for your yeah. perspective on it. And I think, you know, again, it's important for our sport to be representative of human unity. And uh, again, we're not experts. We don't know the right thing to do. But what we can say is that, yeah, our hearts are with the people who are affected, both those who are in Ukraine and those Russian athletes who have nothing to do with what, uh, what their government's doing. So anyway, ending on a bit of a, a tough note, but Katie, it's been super fun to have you on free trail Friday. Uh, you've been an awesome friend over the last, whatever, six months since we've met each other and you bring so much, uh, great energy to our free trail community. And we certainly appreciate you coming on the show and you're getting ready for the canyons 100k coming up here in five or six weeks and so we'll have to have you on again and maybe break down the action of that race after the fact or anyway uh have a have a great weekend thanks for joining us i'll be be listening to free trail friday to learn about my competitors (laughs)
<laughs> cool. Well, yeah. Thanks again to Katie. Thanks to our sponsor Aura Ring. And uh, yeah, thanks everybody at home for watching. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you have a great weekend. Hope you get some good training in. Hope you get inspired by the athletes racing at Way Too Cool at Trans Grand Canaria and any other events that are happening this weekend. For now, that's it. Peace out, everyone. Bye.